oh no, I'm the wrong person to get snappy with because I get snappy back. Welcome to episode 98 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... Merman, people! Oh, yeah. I'm in the house. I can't swim. You can't swim? No. Fish out of water? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't here last week. That's right. That's why you're bringing up Merman from the get-go. Yes. Uh, you got flooded. Uh-huh. I got some people calling me out on that. Yeah. <laughs> some people don't believe that I was flooded. Merman should have been able to find a way to make it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> kind of what they're saying. But... Yeah, yeah. People attacking me. Yeah. That's okay, though. I mean, uh, we actually were supposed to have a guest on this week, and he unfortunately got flooded as well and couldn't make it. So. Uh huh. So we're going to give him some shit, too, now? Well, no, he doesn't claim to be Merman, so. <laughs> so much. But uh, he's going to be here back here next week. So looking forward to doing that interview with James Linares. I believe it when I see it. <laughs> it's going to be a fun episode. I'm hoping people tune in for it. So what did you think of last week's episode with me and Mike Martin? Oh, I loved it. Of course, you know I love Mike Martin, man. Yeah, it was pretty damn funny. You guys are cracking me up a little bit here and there. Y'all seem a little bit tired, though. It was just a different feel for the show. I mean, you bring the energy most of the time. You're the one that gets things kind of hyped up and ramped up around here. I'm, I'm always exhausted. Uh, always <laughs> exhausted. Seems like I'm, you're trying to say I'm on the one on the crack. Well, yeah, that's why you take that those halls. <laughs> nice. <laughs> They're really little crystal meth tabs. I know it. <laughs> Say your name. <laughs> That's the addiction, I know. <laughs> no, it was a great episode. I enjoyed it. Of course, I wish I could have been here. I would have loved to have been here. But it was pretty good, yeah. Those guys are great. I'm glad they got picked up, and I'm hoping they do make it down here to Houston. It'd be awesome to hang out with them. Yeah, I agree. It would be a lot of fun to meet them in real life. I see Nightshade couldn't make it again. Yeah, Adam was just too busy. So why don't you give him some crap? Why am I, only, why am I the only one catching the flag from the fans? Well, he, he had family obligations and work and stuff. I mean, uh, dude, why are you making me feel bad? <laughs> You just, you just didn't want to swim, which, you know. <laughs> swim? Don't, don't even go there. <laughs> You're supposed to be really good at. Oh, you racist bastard. <laughs> for at least a couple of reasons, Merman. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Look here, Holmes. <laughs> oh, I can't swim. We, we managed to, to chug on without you. So I thought it was an okay episode. I'm All righty. Well, anyways, we got a lot to go over today. So let's move on to this week's comics. Okay, man. What were your top two this week? Well, let's see here. Considering you almost tried to give me some fake names for some people, <laughs> my book number two of the week was He-Man and the Eternal War number 11 by Dan Abnett and Pop Mahan. What were you telling me? It was named Kyle and what? <laughs> no, those are the right names. Uh, yeah, you were messing with me earlier. <laughs> Dude, I freaking love He-Man. Now you get the backstory of what happened to freaking Man-at-Arms, because you know Man-at-Arms is like a badass now. And Duncan. That's such a weird-ass name. Is his name Duncan? I know it's Duncan. But you had to say it like that? Duncan. <laughs> I, used to, I used to like, when I was a little kid, I was like, Duncan Donuts, fuck yeah. <laughs> Simply because I, I like a connected man-at-arms and Duncan Donuts. I don't know why. <laughs> Clearly, you still connect with Duncan Donuts. <laughs> there, there are really not very many down here, so I haven't had Duncan Donuts in years. Uh-huh. Now it's just Entenmann's now, huh? There's not any of those down here either. <laughs> Man, you're, you're, oh wow. What the hell are we talking about donuts for? I don't know. Continue with your comment session. <laughs> freaking merman. <laughs> merman. Damn it. <laughs> freaking man in arms, okay? Duncan. Uh, so we get his backstory, see what happened to him. And it was pretty cool because your boy, Tripod, shows up. Oh, excuse me. Triclops. <laughs> Trying to be all badass. And Duncan kicks his ass and takes his thing off. But then 
you know, he winds up losing, you know, Triclops comes back. I can still hear you talk too damn much. Well, yeah, Man in Arms, like, just wipes the floor with Triclops. Yeah, because he's... And he rips off the cybernetic implants, because that's basically what Triclops's three-piece eye suit thing is. You know, I never knew that shit. No, I mean, they don't ever go into much detail in the, in the show about uh-huh. why things work the way they do, but... In the comics, they do a lot more exposition. Could you see that shit in the comic? I mean, in the, in the show, like, all of a sudden his helmet pops off and he's like, got a blind guy with his eyes all fucked up. <laughs> no, I mean... I Nightmares! Would, I wouldn't have expected that he did that to himself. I would have expected that, you know, that's just the way it was. But uh, he ends up ripping off the helmet and he's just blind. You know, he's a blind guy that has this cybernetic implant that allows him to see all these different angles at once. Uh, but he didn't see that coming. <laughs> Yeah, his eyes are all messed up, though. They look like the witches from freaking, uh, where they were screaming, like, give us the eye! That kind of shit. <laughs> like, what the hell, man? Yeah, It was kind of creepy. It was a pretty good fight, and despite the fact that he did lose his sight, uh, his hearing was still impeccable, and he managed to keep fighting on and uh, attack Duncan when he was not expecting it and knocked him unconscious and ended up dragging him back to uh, Skeletor. Will you give him the proper respect? Call the man man-at-arms, because he's a badass, even though he got his ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so you go, you, we digress. You go a little forward in the future now, and you go back to the to the last book where you see Duncan was fighting Prince Adam, which we know it's not Prince Adam. It's who? King Hiss. Will you stop that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they have a pretty badass fight, too. But, of course, Man-in-Arms is all, like, evil and shit, so he's, like, kicking his ass. But then King Hiss breaks out, but I'm not Adam, and whoops his ass. Yeah. But then King Hiss has pains again, you know, menstrual pains, and then you see Adam again. <laughs> menstrual pains? I'm not sure that's correct. Adam's deep within him, like, trying see? to... See? Menstrual pains! <laughs> trying to fight his way back into control of the body, so... I got the cramps! <laughs> you know, inevitably, Adam or He-Man is going to win. You know, There's no way that the He-Man book continues if, if He-Man doesn't exist. <laughs> so, eventually, King Hiss is going to lose. And then He-Man's going to regain control and, and set things right somehow. But for the time being, Skeletor has uh, defeated Hordak... He now controls the Fright Zone. He's now managing to corrupt Adam's allies. And nobody else suspects that King Hiss is even in control, except for Man-at-Arms, who's now on Skeletor's side. Yeah. Oh, and don't forget, She-Ra makes an appearance again. She comes back because Tila found her. And then who shows up? (laughs) The badass herself. Evelyn. I love her. (laughs) It was a great issue. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I always enjoy He-Man. Um, as you can tell, I'm a giant fan of the series and the stories. <laughs> a fan of Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this was a good issue. It just did not quite crack my top three. So, <gasps> My number two was actually uh, Spider-Man 2099 number two by Score! Peter David and Will Sliney. Uh, <laughs> I remember back in the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I keep on doing that joke. It was really good. Miguel O'Hara wakes up in the hospital You know, after that big car crash at the end of the first issue. Uh, Peter Parker is there trying to break the news to him in a, in a soft way that his fiance who was pregnant is now dead and that he's in a hospital. He's been unconscious for days and Miguel's very frustrated by this news, obviously. And he wants to leave the hospital immediately go find her body, go find out who caused it and get revenge. Uh, Peter tries to reason with him and get him to stay in the hospital, but he's not having any of that. He's like, look, you can either sign the papers and get me out of here, or I'm going out the window because I got shit I got to do. I got to find these people, and I got to get my revenge. It was a Batman. He's going out the damn window. Quick Robin. So <laughs> out the window. <laughs> he, he leaves the hospital. He goes back to the crime scene, the coffee shop they were in that got attacked, and uses his little hologram lady to figure out what happened. You know, She can recreate the scene because she's basically monitoring 360 degrees around him at all times. So she uses like holographic projectile kind of stuff to figure out the car was being driven by this cyborg or this robot. And he goes back to his you know, warehouse or whatever. 
and he finds the Spider-Man suit that Peter tried to give him in the last issue, and he's like, screw it, I'm suiting up. Dude, the suit is freaking cool. So his uh, holographic friend is telling him, you know, you shouldn't do this. This is not what she would want. She would want you to be a good person and forgive and just move on without me. You know, you don't need to go out and get revenge. And he's like, screw that. I'm getting revenge. Like, I'm doing it for her. I'm doing it for me. Whatever. Holographic friend is like, well, what about if uh, I do it in her voice? And she transforms into the the dead fiance and tries to convince him not to do it. Bad idea. And he's like, if you do that again, I will deprogram your ass and delete you. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm not not playing around anymore. And he puts on the Spider-Man outfit, uh, the new white one with the pink highlights. I fucking hate the way it looks, but I thought it looked kind of badass. Actually, I mean, he looks badass. You know, the design of the suit looks badass. I hate the color scheme. Okay, I hate Spider Gwenifying everything. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so he goes out there and he figures out who it is. You know, he tracks down some leads and then ends up crash landing into uh, the guy's laboratory. I'm not gonna tell you who it is because I want you to go and read it. It's really, really good. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this fight in the next issue and finding out more about why he was under attack. So uh, this is probably the best, in my opinion, of the new, all new, all different Marvel books. Uh, I, I feel like Spider-Man 2099 is coming out of the gates real strong. I'm not surprised because it's Peter David, uh, but I can't recommend this one highly enough. Hey, it was my number one. Uh, I've been reading Spider-Man 2099 when it first came out back in the freaking 90s. And now reading it when it before when Secret Wars was going on, I loved it then. And when we talked to Peter David back a while back, he was talking about it, he was going to be working on it. And even now, it's just amazing. Of course, you forgot the part where the mom comes in there and, like, punk slaps his ass and says, you weren't worth the damn, you got my daughter killed. <laughs> like, I'd have broke her hand. I had been on. <laughs> and remember, he's, like, choking Peter. The doctor's like, why is he so damn strong? <laughs> yeah, it's, he's intense now. Yeah. But all McGill's are. <laughs> Starting to believe it. <laughs> we got passion, baby. Passion. Passion. The passion, passion of the Miguel. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, that was my number one. It was, oh, I love the book. I really do. And I, unlike you and what you made me say a couple weeks ago, I don't hate Spider-Gwen <laughs> as much as you do. Uh, I have a problem with the color pink, but in this particular, I actually thought it looked really good. It was pretty badass. I would dress up like that for Halloween. Oh, we're going to make that happen next year. <laughs> <laughs> fat, white, and pink spider. Come on, spider fat, fat. <laughs> what is this fat you speak of? Well, you got to lose a lot of weight before <laughs> oh. next Halloween, if that's the plan. Oh, man. <laughs> so was your number one, Gorilla Boy. Uh, my number one was actually Justice League Dark Side War Batman number one. Bad God. It's a bit of a mouthful, but uh, it was a really, really good issue. If you haven't been following the Justice League Dark Side War storyline, uh, in the first issue, Batman as... Bruce Wayne is Batman, I should say. It's the traditional Batman, not the new Jim Gordon one. Uh, not the he, rabbit Batman. <laughs> he finds the Morbius chair, which is one of the anti-monitors uh, artifacts or whatever, and he ends up sitting in it, and it gives him access to all the knowledge of the universe. The chair itself is omnipotent, and Batman can ask it any question. It doesn't actually give him omnipotence itself, but he can ask it any question and find out the answer to anything. So the first question he asks it, of course, is who is the Joker, uh, which was just such a, a really cool moment. Uh, so he's moved on from that, and all of the Justice League have become gods, you know, in their own right. They've all gained some kind of different aspect of godship or whatever. And Darkseid was destroyed by the Anti-Monitor. And yeah, I still have a problem with that. <laughs> Batman came back to Earth to Gotham City, and now he's riding around in this chair, and everybody's trying to convince him he needs to leave the chair, that it's, you know, killing him or that it's changing him. And he's like, no, no, I'm not doing that. And it kind of turns into this minority report sort of storyline in this issue. Like, he's going around and finding crimes before they happen, stopping the perpetrators and then dropping them on Gordon's doorstep. And Gordon's like, we can't arrest these people. They haven't done anything yet. He's like, well, these three guys were knives, had a plan to go and rape this woman. 
so yeah, I stopped that from happening. He's like, well, that's good, but we can't hold him. We can't do anything to him because <laughs> you know they haven't actually committed any crimes yet. So there's this whole real minority. It really feels like Minority Report kind of thing going on. Um, but Batman's hopping around the city, teleporting, stopping stuff everywhere. Uh, he doesn't really face any real challenges. But at the end of the issue, he's talking to Alfred. And he's like, I think it's time that we we put an end to this. And it shows him looking at a screen full of images of the Joker all throughout the New 52. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens next with uh, Batman as the god of knowledge going after Joker. Uh, because now he knows everything about him. Now the tides have turned. <laughs> uh, it's going to be real cool. I mean, I love Batman and Joker stories to begin with. And this one's being written by Jeff Johns. It's freaking amazing. I mean, he's riding around in that chair. And he just looks like a total badass. I mean, you don't even want to mess with Batman now. Oh, he even goes and gets a Joe, uh, whatchamacallit, in the prison. Yeah, he goes and he tortures Joe Chill. That was freaking awesome. <laughs> that was really cool. He, he just appears in there, puts him in a wall of sound where no, nothing can escape, and just tells him who he is. Tells him who he is, and, and then at the end, he wipes his mind. He's like, I'm going to tell everybody here that you created Batman. How long do you think before it happens to you? <laughs> like, yeah. They're like, damn. No, it was great. I, I didn't want to tell everybody everything about this. Oh, story, I'm sorry. But, but then the last thing I'll, I'll give it, you know, the chair is taking its effect on him. Oh, yeah. It's messing him up. And he's like, I can leave the chair any damn time I want to. <laughs> Maybe think of me. <laughs> How about now? And he's like, eh, I'm pretty comfortable right now. It made me think like <laughs> me again. <laughs> what do you always tell me? Something? I was like, I can quit this anytime I want to. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> See, I'm bad God. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my chair right now. All right, fat god. Hey, <laughs> I said bat god. Uh-huh. No, but it's such a great book. People need to read this. Yeah, I agree. Oh, uh, the Dark Side War has been fantastic. Yes, I'm waiting to see what uh, happens with the Flash and all the other. You know, because Flash is that dark. Well, they're all getting their own individual one shot storylines based off the Dark Side War, and I'm looking forward to that. And even when the Dark Side War storyline is over, uh, I think this is enough to reel me back into reading Justice League. Uh, I stopped reading it for a long time. I know you did too, but. This whole Dark Side War thing has been really cool, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to stick with it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have words for it. It's been that damn good. It's been like, wow. I still don't think Dark Side is gone. I think he's coming back. No, there's definitely some way he's coming back. You know, I mean, they brought Robin back. <laughs> <laughs> Robin's just a punk ass. Yeah, so. <laughs> there's there's going to be some way that Dark Side comes back. I mean, there's got to be some kind of ancient artifact on Apocalypse that can do it. For Dark Side. Uh, I'm sure his son, his son is still out there. I'm sure his son's going to find some way to make it happen. Uh, just a matter of time. Imagine the battle again. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Cool. What was your number one? Uh, my number one was uh, Spider-Man 29. Remember oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. My pick of the week, which I think we have the same one, uh, is a new book, uh, Black Magic by Greg Rucka and Nicola Scott. Yeah, it was fantastic. That was, that was my pick of the week. Um, it's about this. I knew it was going to be yours too because it's, a, it's about a shut up <laughs> a cop who's into witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> this is not. I repeat, this is not Coffin Hill. <laughs> <laughs> so the story starts out with this Wiccan circle. They're out in the woods, naked. They're doing some kind of ritual, and then the cell phone rings, and the woman's like, "Ah, oh, damn it!" She goes to answer the cell phone. She's like, "I have to leave, guys. I'm sorry." And she's interrupted their prayer. She's interrupted their circle, whatever they're trying to do. And they're like, "Damn it, we have to start over again." They, they get mad at her. But you come to find out she's a cop and somebody's in danger, and that's why she has to leave. So they're a little more forgiving. So is she a good witch? I, I, I get the feeling that she's a good witch who practices some of the darker arts. You know, because she shows up to this crime scene where there's this guy who's taken a whole bunch of, uh, is it bank tellers hostage? Yeah, I think so. Uh, he's taken a bunch of bank tellers no, is it, I thought it was in a restaurant. It might be a restaurant. I'm not sure which one it was. And he's like, uh, I'll only speak with this detective who's the, the witch lady. And... So she gets there and she's like, I'm on the phone. What do you want? What do you, why are you asking for me? And he says, no, I, I only want to speak with you in person. 
And she's like, okay, well, the only way I'm coming in there is if you release the hostages. So he's like, I'll release them as soon as you get in here. So despite all of her fellow police officers' objections, she decides to go into the building. And she goes in there, and the guy lives up to his word and lets the hostages go. Uh, in exchange, he takes her hostage, and he demands that she strip naked. So she takes off her clothes, and he's holding her at gunpoint. And he keeps saying things like, I know who you are, I know what you do. And he knows she's a witch. And I don't know exactly what his end game was, but it, it turns on him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she says some magic words when he's not looking, and everything just falls to hell for the guy. Uh, it was a real cool ending. I don't want to give it away because it was just something that I think people need to go out and read, but it's definitely in line with what you might be expecting as a cop who's also a witch who's put in that situation might go. Um, it was just really well handled, really well done. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to reading more. She wasn't scared. And you kind of know, okay, so you know she's strong, you know, as a witch. You know she's powerful. Yeah. And you knew she had to be some kind of witch when you saw them out there all ass naked wearing robes and their stuff just hanging out. Like, what the hell? <laughs> what was the dude doing there? That's all I want to know. <laughs> We don't need warlocks in this story. <laughs> well, they're Wiccans. Dudes can be witches. I understand that, but I don't, we don't need dudes out there. Okay? Just saying. <laughs> it's kind of funny, though. Yeah, it was really good. I, I enjoyed it. It was dark, and she was kind of like a badass, actually. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm, I'm waiting for book two. I'm very anxious, and you knew it was going to be my top three because you knew it, didn't you? <laughs> I knew it was right up your alley. It's not yeah. a demon. It was a witch story. Shut up. <laughs> but it, was, it was cops and witches, so yeah. I... I I made the Coffin Hill comparison, and I didn't look back. <laughs> I'd love to see this show on NBC. <laughs> well, it's only the first issue. I mean, if it if it continues this trend and it's great all the way through, it could definitely happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, moving on. It's time for everybody's favorite segment. Tell me a funny story. All right, people. Okay. So I got a bunch of little stories. Some may be funny. Some may be like quite sad, but stick with me. Okay. All right, let's go to Walmart first where I usually hang out. He's going to take us on a journey. <laughs> <laughs> Our first stop, Walmart. Was, what an illustrious journey we're on. It was such a brisk and lovely day. The clouds were dark as hell and it started to rain <laughs> and I get out of my car and it's barely sprinkling. All of a sudden, the clouds open up, and with fierceness, the rain comes down on me. So I'm running into the store, and I go, holy shit, I'm going to get wet. So I'm running, and I hit the doors, and I have these shoes that I have on right now, these yellow ones. And if you look at the bottoms, you can see there's not a lot of grip. Yeah. Good thing I grabbed the door on my way through because I'd have slid, fell down. I probably would have slid into the store, plastic little metal things and into the by, the by the chips. So I didn't fall down, so that's not the funny part. <laughs> so I go in there. I'm like, damn it, this is just nasty outside. And so the people are laughing at me because I almost fell down. And once I go get my groceries, I'm going around getting what I need to make breakfast. So I'll get my tortillas. Don't judge me. <laughs> Dr. Pepper, don't judge me. <laughs> and a few other things. So I'll get in the line. And uh, I don't like self-checking. I don't like self-checking. I don't know why. I don't really like it. It bothers me because people... How do you find out if you have lumps? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'll check right now. I'm good. Two testes. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so... Uh, I get in line behind these people to check out. See, you're the exact opposite of me. Like, I, I loathe talking to people in line. <laughs> I'm not like talking to these people behind me in line. No, I'm, no, no. I'm talking about cashiers. Like, I hate cashiers. They bag your shit wrong. They, like, every single time I go to a grocery store, if there's a self-checkout, I'm there. Well, I've gone to this Walmart enough that I know the cashier who's checking out. He's a decent person, so uh, I, he's okay. He's cool. So I I'm, still wouldn't trust him. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I have no problem. So I'm waiting. So these people in front of me. 
And I, this woman goes, excuse me, sir. Can I you, t- you didn't talk to the people. I didn't talk. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm listening. This is there in front of me because okay. I was messing with my phone because okay. my Walmart also has free Wi-Fi. Because that's important. So, so now I can go to Walmart and use Wi-Fi. Oh. So now there's a double reason to go to Walmart. Anyway, so I'm listening. She goes, please, sir, can you be careful with my food? Last time I came in here, my eggs were broken. And I like, goes, oh, yeah, no problem, ma'am. I'll take good care. I'll make sure. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. She's like, excuse me, sir. No, she's not talking to me. She's talking to him, talking to her. I'm listening. That's why I don't talk to those people. <laughs> well, anyway, so she's like, uh, how much was that? It said on the sign that it was cheap. It was cheaper than that, but it rang up. Oh, really? I can get a price. Oh, I, I don't want it now. I don't. Oh, no, no, no. I got to be someplace. Oh, okay. I'll take it off. No, no, no. You need to get your manager over here and give it for the price I told you what it was. I'm saying like, what the hell? It's like $1.25 or some crap like that. And you're complaining this should be 89 cents. I guess I could see the, com- I'd probably complain too. Anyway, but not that route. So I'm watching this. She's like, continues to get really testy with him as he's doing everything. And then she breaks out the line. I don't know why you're in such a rush with all my groceries while you're swiping there. I'm a hardworking person. I'm a taxpayer. You need to take care and be nice to me and take care of my groceries and bag my stuff right. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, yes, ma'am, I'm doing fine. I'm sorry if you think I'm, and he's been a nice person. I'll, I'll, okay, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. He just slows himself down and taking his time. But he goes, don't throw my stuff around because I pay for this. And he looks at the front, uh-huh, you know what I'm saying? I, I pay for my stuff. I work hard. He's like, that's $145. She breaks out the Lone Star card. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> a hardworking tax worker, you lying motherfucker. You are a fucking cheap ass fucking relying on my fucking taxes, you piece of garbage. Take my time with my groceries. I work hard for a living. I take care of these children over here. All eight of them she got running around. I do all this stuff. And then you break out the Lone Star card? Fuck you. That's all. I was pissed off. The moment I saw that, I lost it. I was so angry. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Take your house shoe wearing ass and get the fuck out of this store. I was pissed off by then. I was like, oh my God, you were rude to this person. He didn't do anything to deserve that. Nothing. And he he didn't do anything wrong. You were just pissed off because you're... Eight out of your 15, 35 kids running around here acting like jackasses were driving you insane. So you, instead of yelling at your kids, which you probably do anyway in the store, you decided to be mean to the guy who was being the nicest guy on, out there. Wow, people. Wow. I was, as I walked up after she was a man, I'm sorry, man. You don't have to take, that's just ridiculous. Eh, you know, you, people have bad days too. Even then, he was like, people's that. So, you know, props to this guy for being such a great guy and just letting it roll off his back. I thought you were going to say that you walked up there and you were like, oh, I'm a taxpayer. <laughs> <laughs> you better bag my shit, right? <laughs> Give me some shit I do at the pizza place. Are you drunk? <laughs> I thought you were going to double up on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Come on, man. I'm not that big of an ass. But And I'm sorry for all that swearing here just a few minutes ago. I'm really not trying to cut down on my swearing a little bit here. What? Yeah, I'm trying to be more politically correct. I'm trying to be more fun, fair. So you tell a story, make fun. <laughs> that doesn't have any money. <laughs> fun, fair, positive podcasting, sir, is what we're doing here now. No, I'm not making the fact that you don't have any money. I made the. I had a problem with the fact that she was acting like she worked for the money, like she did all this. Oh yeah, having eight kids is how I got my money. Well, to be fair, she did go down. Have to go down to that office and sign that paperwork. Oh, shut up, man! Give birth to those nine kids. Oh, it just, it just, oh, Jesus Christ. I can't even play devil's advocate. <laughs> try, try I'm telling you, man, look, I have been to multiple stores, multiple Walmarts, multiple whatever, and it just drives me up the wall. And I'm not against, the, first of all, let me get, see, you got me started now. 
That's why you go to Kroger where there, there's less of those people. No, you still see those people. I go in there when there's, there's less people. of them. And if you go to the self-checkout line, you never see those people because you never see anybody. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's great. <laughs> no, I'm not against that crap. I understand that. Shit, we were poor for freaking six months. My father was ill, couldn't work. My mom couldn't work either. She died back blind, whatever, at hospital. So we had to go on government assistance for a couple of months. I get that shit. I understand, but don't rant and rave like, oh, Jesus, Lord, help me, Jesus. I ain't got time for this, that I did all this, I did that, I work here. She ain't worked a day in her life. You can tell. It's ridiculous. And it's like the woman who was in front of me at the other Walmart. This person had like a couple kids and bought as many groceries as we did and was talking up a storm about this, this, and that, and talking to her kids about I did this and this, 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 whatever. And then she breaks out the Lone Star card. I'm like, really? Really? And then I look at what her kid is wearing. I think I t- mentioned this before. The kid had on Jordans. She had a, a freaking Dooney and Burke purse. And then the mama had like Gucci stuff. Not Gucci. Uh, she was Hispanic, by the way. So, you know, I'm not being all right. So, Linda, across the board. <laughs> no, I'm going across the board because you probably think, based on what I said on the other one, that I'm being a racist. But no, this is across the board. I've seen everybody do this You're shit. You're a racist bastard. <laughs> no, it's across the board. Black, brown, white, Indian. It doesn't fucking matter. I've seen them all. And they all have this self righteous attitude like, I earned this shit. Really? That's why you don't go to Walmart, man. Really? You know, you're probably right. I've not seen that shit at Target. You don't see it at Target. You don't see it at Kroger. You don't see it at, at higher-end stores. Dude, I am not a pretentious asshole. I will go to a place like that. I don't care. That's oh, me. I, I pay my money. If I need something that I can only get at Walmart, I'll go to Walmart and get it. I have no problem with that. But if I have a choice, there's no way in hell. I, mean, <laughs> I can buy my eggs anywhere. I can go to I can go to Kroger and get my eggs or Randall's or, or H-E-B. I don't have to go to Walmart to get my eggs, so I'm not going to Walmart to get my eggs. Well, that's the best place to go because it's cheap. Yes, I am a cheap bastard. Under, They're 89 cents versus twenty-five. I'll pay the $1.25. <laughs> no, dude. Who buys eggs? One dozen. We buy a box of eggs, okay? There's $11 in change there, okay? Well, then go to fucking Costco or Sam's Club and buy your fucking pallet of eggs <laughs> for $4. Nice, a pallet of eggs. You know, by the time you eat those eggs, they'll you, go rotten. You got to apply for membership to those places, so there's even less people like that there. <laughs> oh, 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 so let me go to the store where there's no Mexicans at. Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> Nice. You can be a pioneer. <laughs> <laughs> you racist bastard. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, man, look, if you have to have the government support, that's fine. But do not go in there with some self-righteous ass attitude that you're better than everybody else and you did this and you worked this and you deserve this. First of all, you don't deserve shit. Okay? This is fucking America. Yes, it is. But this is the problem with us. We're too goddamn entitled to think we should give everybody deserve shit. You don't deserve a goddamn thing. You need to work your ass for what you get. Everything you have in life is from what you do, not what you expected to get. You know? That's what I teach my children. You have to work for the fuck you want. You can't go out there and rob somebody because you want it. You can't go out and kill somebody because you want it. Well, you can, but there's consequences. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Let me get off my box real quick. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was kind of shitty. I was like, oh, my God. So... Like you have in your funny stores that people fall down or try to get in their cars when they're too fat to climb in the window. I go to these stores where I see these people being rude asses. And I, 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 there's been times that I've jumped into this conversation before and like, excuse me, you don't need to be talking to people like that. And they try to get all like snappy on you. Like, oh, no, I'm the wrong person to get snappy with because I'll get snappy back. <laughs> Do not mess with me. Do not mess with me. That's your new nickname, Snappy. Snappy. So <laughs> <Some> Snappy. <laughs> okay. So let me let me let me let me get off the Walmart story. Now let's take the trip back toward my house. The journey continues. <laughs> anyway, so my uh my dad, I'm gonna go back in the past too. Not only are we going back, we're going back to the past. 
since Back to the Future Day was not too long ago. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going back. My father is an interesting person. My boys don't know how easy they got it. Like today, they got up like about 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock. You know, they walked out, got some to eat, went over there and was watching and started playing the games and doing whatnot. That didn't happen in my house. I had to be up and out of my bed at 7 o'clock in the morning. There was consequences. Get out of bed, snappy. No, <laughs> there was no snappy back there. <laughs> Get out of your bed, you lazy ass is what I remember. I had a stereo system in my room. Big ass speakers. You know, back in the day, the turntable and everything and then the cassettes. Yes, mm-hmm. cassettes. I had one of those too. So my father, being the butthead that he was, and I mean that in a funny way, uh, you think he was probably military. That man gets up every day at 4 o'clock. He used to. Not anymore. But he used to do that shit. So on the weekends, he'd get up at 5 because he'd start cleaning the house and doing everything else. But his idea was like you need to be outside and doing something, either playing, running, or doing something. You don't need to be inside the house because you don't accomplish anything. Go outside and do something. Go go work. Go help your grandfather. But you're not going to sit in here and be lazy and watch TV. It's a freaking Saturday morning, man. You watch cartoons on Saturday morning. Come on, man. <laughs> no. So at 7 o'clock, he'll come by, and he'll, he'll figure out interesting ways to wake me up. One of his favorite ways was to put the radio on, have it really low, set it up so it would come on the Spanish channel, and wait, and wait, because he knew what the radio would do. And he would turn that sucker full blast and hit the button at one time, and you hear, <laughs> and of course, I'd sit out of my bed, jumping half scared shit out of myself. I think one time I really woke up, I think I really broke up in sweats, and I said, all right, I'm, a, I'm ready for this shit. So I had headphones, too. Small headphones. So I went to bed with those, with those on when I said, I'm going to fix this crap. Had my little Walkman, whatever the hell I had with me, and I had plugged in. Had a little cassette tape. Because, you know, when it finishes, it pops and ejects. So, yeah. so it wasn't playing anything. But I had the headphones on still. So he got up in the morning, and that didn't work. I didn't jump out of bed, so he was not happy. So his response was, you got two minutes to get out of bed before I give you a bath of water. Ice cold water. I ain't hear nothing. All of a sudden, Niagara Falls, son of a bitch. He talked about a Mexican jumping out of his bed. My mom was pissed because <laughs> he threw water on me. Well, not I don't think she was mad that he woke me up with the water. I think she was mad because he got the bed wet. <laughs> like, what the hell were you thinking, man? Don't grab it. wasn't like a big ass bucket, but it was a bucket that you would like use to like if you're gonna wash your car. You know, it was like that size, yeah. but it was cold water. But he poured it on my head. So yeah, taking that ice bucket challenge really. Oh, that was before the ice bucket challenge happened. <laughs> but it wasn't ice water, thank God. But it was just cold water. Still, it was enough to wake your ass up in the morning. Yeah. Then one time he put spiders around me, and that's why I think the boys are kin. Because the boys did the same shit too. So he put spiders around me and made one like with a freaking, uh, what the hell, like the dust, little dust feather thing he got. He did it and he rolled it on my head. And so when my eyeballs opened up, I saw a spider. So yeah, I screamed up, jumping, swatting at it with my pillow. <laughs> so yeah, those are some, some, some tragic moments in my life. <laughs> See, my boys got it made. I don't wake them up like that. I get up. Time to get up, boys. Time to get up. Of course, my wife says that's not how I do it. Wake the fuck up, boy. Come in there, kick your ass. Come on, get up. <laughs> CPS coming now. <laughs> no, I don't do that, man. Snappy says, wake up. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, like, get up and take these damn dogs outside. <laughs> I don't have to wake them up. The dogs wake them up now. Like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Shut up. I'm trying to sleep. Oh. <laughs> I got dog alarms. They wake me up before the alarm goes off. They know. Well, when you got so many of them, it's kind of hard. Shut up, man. (laughs) One of them is going to make more noise. That's all you can do. Especially they know when the wife moves. They don't give a damn if I move. Hell, I don't think they give a damn if a killer came in and took me out. (laughs) But as soon as the wife moves a toe on that foot, like, shut the hell up. How do you know? How do you know? It's like, damn it. There's no, they can't see us. (sighs) 
<laughs> all right, now let's go forward. <laughs> Moving on, all right. <laughs> I told these stories. Some may be funny, some may not be funny. Now we'll go to high school. Uh, just show you what kind of family members I have. Okay. So my dad has a brother, my uncle. Love him to death. One of the funniest guys I know. He tells me dirty jokes every time I saw him, even back in the day when I was in junior high. There's this woman and his doctor, and his doctor did this. He's like, hello, hello, hello. I'm like, huh? Took me a while to get that one, but I got it. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think he told me that when I was in the fifth grade. But anyway, so I was also in the band. I played trumpet, and I was really good, and I was a soloist. And so usually in the parades or usually in concerts, I'm the one playing the solo. I'm out in front. So we had our local parade in town. And so we're walking to town, and my uncle says, I'm going to get him. And my uncle knows how much I love Don Knotts, and I love that one movie, uh, The Ghost of Mr. Chicken. So you hear that guy going, hey, Luther! <laughs> and that's Don Knotts is like shaking and freaks out. So my uncle knows I love that movie. So he waits, he waits, and I'm playing, and I'm playing, and we walk right by him. He's like, hey, Luther! <laughs> he does it a little funny. Way. Dude, I just busted out laughing. Solo, you heard nothing. <laughs> it went quiet. The band wasn't playing because it was just me. It was like dead silence, and then the band played. <laughs> I couldn't play again. You know how I laugh. Yeah. So, yeah, so I couldn't stop laughing the whole freaking way the rest of the parade. I, I didn't stop laughing until the damn thing was over. <laughs> band director was pissed at me. But I couldn't stop laughing. I was crying. I was laughing. Because so, it, it, it inside joke between me and my uncle. Right. And I love him to death. And you know, he cracks me up. Matter of fact, when that movie comes on, I always think of him. And it was just funny. It was just funny to me. And, of course, the other time we did a parade, again, same year, this is probably where Horses Cleese probably subconsciously became an idea. We're walking, and for some reason, they decided to put us behind the horses. I did that once. I used to be in Boy Scouts, and we had to, to walk behind the horses it was horrible. There's <laughs> shit everywhere. Oh, my God. It was like, step left, step right, slide, slide, move, slide, move, slide, jump, hop, boom. They're Have like, you ever tried playing your horn while you're jumping over piles of shit? I had to hold a flag, and the flag was like, I was a little kid. Uh-huh. I was like seven, maybe, seven or eight, and there's this big-ass flag that's like blowing in my face, and I'm trying to watch <laughs> the, the shit the <laughs> on the ground, and they're like, stay in formation, and I'm like... <laughs> I'm like jumping over it, like sidestepping, and they're like, stay in formation, stay in formation. It's like that scene in Star Wars. Yes, but the- <laughs> stay on target. <laughs> but-, <laughs> but the best part was, and of course, I'm from the country. I told you, I have a pasture across the street. Because where I live at, we know it's my house is the curb and the road, and then the pasture with the cattle. So I'm used to the cow bombs and smelling. You walk out in the morning, nothing smells like cow manure. God yeah. help me how I love yeah. it so. No, no. not really. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up in the morning in your car. You turn your species erotica. <laughs> you turn your car on and your air conditioner's on, and you can still smell the commonore. That's snappy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know you can still smell the farm. You, I mean, out in the country, you can smell the farm. It, I, I hate to say it, but yes. Well, at that parade, my buddy was playing. We were all playing, and of course, we're dodging the bombs. And my buddy's not a farmer. He lives in town, you know, by the high school, whatever. He's one of those kind of kids. He's not He's not your typical guy like me. He's more of a nerd. Well, we were close to the front, and the horses weren't too far away from us, so we could see the horses dropping. Well, this one horse, I guess we should call him Diarrhea Cleese. Okay. He let it go. Oh, my God. Did it, I, I don't know if they didn't. Pl- why didn't they plug these horses before? First of all, why didn't they plug them? Why didn't they give them some hay or some shit or, or some, some gum or something to, to stop this shit from happening? Ammonium AD or something. Good Lord, man. Oh, okay. You said, why didn't they plug them? And I didn't think, like, <laughs> that, I didn't think, like why, don't, why don't we give them some Pepto so they don't have the problem? I, thought, I was thinking, like, they make horse butt plugs? <laughs> no, no, butt plugs? <laughs> like, give them medication. You, don't they do that? Don't they give horses medication before they take them out on a parade or they, like, 
Because I don't see too many parades now where there's a lot of horse bombs. Uh, you're the horse expert. I wouldn't know. I don't know this shit, but I don't see a lot of horse bombs in parades anymore. I mean, you see every once in a while, you see one, but then, I mean, seriously, dude, this was like the the main call of the horse, the shit horse, or I don't know what he, it was like, plop, plop, plop. I mean, it's not like it was raining horse bombs. Plop, 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 plop. Exactly. And that wasn't even the, I mean, seriously, these, all these horses had like the bad case of the shits. Like, diarrhea was running rampant. Like somebody fed them all chili before they started running? Something. I mean, it's like they hadn't gone shit in weeks. Because that one stretch, maybe two blocks, for two blocks, I swear to you, it was like a freaking landmine. Anyway, so this horse, I guess, was the worst one of all. He was sick. He was having bad stomach horse problems or whatever you want to call it. And he let it go. And he let it go good. And it was like a river. And that was funny. But the stink was not. My boy next to me lost it. <laughs> Vomited all over his shit. It was freaking hilarious. You talk about now you got now you dodging the horse shit and you're trying not to step anything and you're watching your buddy next to you just vomit all over himself in his damn trumpet. And then because I didn't pay attention to that, my left foot caught a horse bomb. So yeah, so now I step in horse shit, but I'm watching my boy throw up next to me and it's like, what this is just a great parade. <laughs> of course after that I went to go eat. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> parades are so pointless anyways like who wants to watch a bunch of people walk around in a circle like kids do kids love that shit they love the bands and we could actually we play pretty well i just feel like there's so many more entertaining things you could do with your time like i i always hated participating in parades i hated watching them i just well you know how this can get to you like, you've walked into if, our if you're at the macy's day parade or something like a big spectacular parade where they have these giant like thousand dollar floats and shit and big balloons like that's a spectacle if you're seeing something on that level it's a rarity, and it's something kind of cool to go and watch. But if you're watching, like, the Hungerford Parade or, or fucking – or I used to live the Owasso Parade, and it's, like, a bunch of people that, that are just walking. Like, the most thing, you, biggest thing you might have is a car that has some, like, streamers and shit on it. Like, what's the point? What's the point in these small-town parades? Like, they, they don't accomplish anything. It wasn't a small town. This is a big town. I, we didn't do small-town parades. I mean, it was like a big, big, big-town parade. Okay. Well, the ones uh, I always participated in were fairly small. Well, the one in my high, by my high school was a small one, but the other ones were big. They're big-time parades. So I was like, what the hell's going on here? I just I never understood a point. It was a trip. It was really funny. Uh, yeah. Dodging horse bombs. Especially with the <laughs> ship management problems. Like, <laughs> Seriously, dude. They, I mean, I've been to many parades as a kid, too. And even as an adult, I've seen a few of my parades. And I still don't remember ever seeing horses have that kind of problem. You should uh, make a float and enter it into one that's like literally just a horse just constantly. just. <laughs> Hell yeah. I should, do that. I should do that, right? Or I should have a lever where I pull it and the horse tail pops up and go, pat. We ever get big enough, we're going to we're gonna do a comical <laughs> podcast float and it's going to be just a big horse that's just constantly taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> It'll leave it on the ground as it gets like a long ass trail that runs for like six miles. That's awesome. <laughs> Who's wiping this horse? That's all I'm saying. Oh, nobody. It's just going to spew out every 15 seconds. Oh, <laughs> we're going to make people. It's going to be really. It's going to be fake poop, though, right? Well, I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> no, <laughs> Who's in there pooping? <laughs> people are taking turns like shit out the butthole. <laughs> oh, gross. We'll get Minion 519 first, and then Adams will take it in. <laughs> yeah. See, Adams will pick it up. They hire, they hire Sean to come around and clean up the entire parade route. <laughs> <laughs> pick up my shit. <laughs> We've come full circle. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> well, anyway, those are my stories. I know they're kind of lame. I think you know, it is what it is. <laughs> well, that was a good part one of your journey. Uh, we'll have to revisit next week for part two. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, those were pretty funny. All righty. All right, so we're going to move on to uh, another segment, and this is something new. Uh, we were supposed to have the Diary of Horsticles in this section, but uh, somebody... I was too busy. 
I was too busy taking care of people being rude to people in Walmart. <laughs> Somebody didn't write their their part, so we're gonna have to postpone this again. We weren't supposed to be doing it this week. Hello. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. No, we yeah. had a guest. Hello. We were gonna do it while James was here. I told you two weeks from now we weren't gonna do it on the Michael Martin show. We were gonna do it on the James show. Oh, I must not have heard that. Go back and listen to the episode. I said it, I said it in the episode, two weeks from now, we're doing it. I think I have selective hearing. Uh, you do have selective hearing. <laughs> huh? Anyhow, uh, this new seg- segment we're going to try out is something that I'm calling Minute to Win It. Uh, it's a, a game that Miguel and I are going to play where I'm going to give him a word that is either related to comic books or related to comical podcast. And he has to talk for an entire minute about that word without taking a break. If he pauses or anything, he loses this round. And then he's going to do the same for me. And we're going to play a best of three, and then uh, whoever has the most points wins. This comes out to be who's the best bullshitter. Kind of. I don't have a chance. Because <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> you know me, I'm like, uh, I'll have a couple of rants and then I'll stop. I mean, if you gave me something like low two, I could probably go on for a while. <laughs> I don't know. I'm nervous. You're nervous? I don't think I can win this. I'm going to suck. I'm going to get booed off my own show. Boo! I'll give, I'll give you an easy one for the first one. Oh, okay. oh easy one. Okay. Easy, easy one for the first one. Uh, who's going to keep track of this uh, minute? I've got my stopwatch up on the phone. Okay, and what, I get a couple seconds to think before I start, right? After you tell me the word, or you want me to start immediately? Uh, you'll have like half a second while I point to you. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <clears throat> so your first word is horse minions. God, I love my horse minions. People like Sean Minion 519. It's such a great guy. Seal Adams would be a horse minion. Lupe is a horse minion. Baron Chris Ryder is a horse minion. You know, we got Mike Lapine out there. Mike Lapinas being the best horse minion you can possibly be. Mr. B. Kite down in Australia. Put another horse minion on the Bobby. Okay, how's everybody doing? We got Dave, the freaking minion, who turned me, turned against me and stabbed me in the back. So that's why Adrian is now my horse minion bodyguard. You hear me? Much love to you, Adrian. Okay, so we got the nice little woman, Teddy Alban. She's also a horse minion. I saw her the other day working at Bucky's. How you doing, young lady. Okay, I'm still looking for more minions. I got this contest right now. It says if you go visit our Patreon site and give us some damn money, you can come on the show. You buy your way to the show and you get a number between 1 and 20 so you can be a horse minion. See, and I got some people right now who are currently minions in that group. They haven't really been participating in the show. I'm kind of disappointed in all of you. I'm not going to say any names, Mr. Antonio or uh, Mr. Uh, TV Guy. I haven't heard from you, Mr. Shield. Where you at, man? So you minions got to step up or you're going to lose your number. I'm just saying. Mr. Looker, where you at, Looker? Why did you change your name, Eric the Looker Lopez? We know why you the looker because you love to look and that's time <laughs> pretty good right very very good you succeeded in round one i'm such a badass all right so uh now it's your turn to give me a word and then i will attempt to do the same thing i'm not i'm really tired so this might actually be, <laughs> be a good week for you to, to try to do this so all right uh i'll give you an easy one for the first round the word for the day for you the first one is comical Comical Podcast is a show that you and I started back in January of 2015. Been doing it for over 100 episodes at this point. Although we have not reached 100 episodes, we've done more than 100 because we did episodes at conventions where we do all kinds of interviews and stuff. And I love doing it. Every week we get together, we talk about comics, we talk about funny stories, we do all these interviews. And it's just changed my life. You know, I know it's changed yours too. I mean, we're constantly having to make time and come and do the show. It's a lot of fun, you know, podcasting and, and talking to all these cool people. And, you know, we've, we've gotten to uh, talk to Heather. She comes on the show sometimes. And usually it's just the two of us, but sometimes she's here and she's the third wheel. You know, not always the third wheel, but definitely adds a lot to the show when she's here. Uh, then we have lots of guests come on. We've had the Minions on the show. We've had lots of uh, writers and artists and lots of people that we want to have on the show coming up in the future, but we haven't had the opportunity yet. We're constantly reaching out to people on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, you've become a total addict. Uh, I don't know how you tweet so much every single week, every single day, every single minute, every single hour. 
but you are always doing it, always looking for Wi-Fi. That's why you go to Walmart, weirdo. Uh, <laughs> but okay, okay, enough, damn it. Just a minute to <laughs> shut the hell up. <laughs> what, how did how Walmart work his way into there? <laughs> Referencing the show. <laughs> All right, so we're both one and one. You no- suck. <laughs> Nobody's broken yet. All right, now I'm going to give you a, a, a medium difficulty one. Okay. Uh-oh. This one's actually related to comics. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Squirrel Girl, go. That is the most depressing character I've ever seen. Who the hell draws a freaking animal with a tail? How the hell can she beat anybody? Seriously? Oh, I'm going to throw my nuts at you. She's a, first of all, she's a girl. She doesn't have nuts. She has to pick nuts off the ground. She looks like a freaking beaver, first of all. She called her Bucky Beaver. Squirrel Girl sucks. I don't even know why she has a comic book. Who the hell writes this shit? Maybe we got a better writer. Maybe we got Peter David. I remember back in the day when Squirrel Girl was actually a real superhero. Right now, she's really nothing, so I'm just saying... Squirrel Girl, be gone. Can I have Ant Girl? How about that? Let's do Ant Girl. Squirrel Girl sucks. We know this already. And again, I don't even know how she got her start. What, 1958, 1968, 78? Who knows? No one really gives a damn. How many people actually read that book? One, two, three, you do? Freaking squirrel addicts, what you got? You got a squirrel fetish, what you got? Oh, I can't wait to get under that tail. Woohoo, she's a little bushy. <laughs> Give me that tail, Squirrel Girl. Woohoo, here's my nuts. You want to throw those? No, thank you. But again, I, I digress. I do not like Squirrel Girl. I, she has no superpowers. I can talk to squirrels. That means go get my nut. Nutella. No, I don't like it. It makes no sense to me. She has no superpowers. She doesn't even wear cool clothes. Oh, Not bad. (laughs) I'm not sure if the chittering can be counted as stalling. Come on. You're like, (laughs) I don't know about all that. but (laughs) Well, I went a minute or two, so you got to give me some. So you can take that out. It's still a minute. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay. I'll give you that one. Let me see here. Okay. I'll give you one, you bastard. Their word for the day in round two, Spider-Gwen. Go. Spider-Gwen is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the writers. I mean, I like Jason Latour. I like Robbie Rodriguez. The artwork is really cool. Uh, initially, it wasn't that bad. Initially, she had this whole world that was being developed around her, and we had cool things like Frank Castle as the police commissioner and the Abomination being a detective on that team. And she was fighting against villains like the Vulture, who were kind of getting a new take. But they changed too many things. Now she's back in the real world, and, and what's now the real world after Battle World, and she's partnering up with Peter Parker and Spider-Ham and all these other spiders. He's just weakly written. She's definitely the weakest of all the spider characters. Not very interesting. Not very good good things about her. You know, her costume looks cool. I'll give you that. But that's about all she has going for. You know, I see all these cosplayers dressing up like her now and giving her all these props. And it's kind of cool to see her doing that to, to, to generate this new thing where people love her the way that Miss Marvel does or some of these newer characters are doing. But all in all, I just really fucking hate the character. And I hate the fact that she's bleeding over into other characters like Deadpool Gwen or Gwenpool or whatever you want to call him. Just the absolute worst. And the fact that she's influencing characters like Spider-Man 2099's costume. Oh, my God. What a waste of time. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Your hate has gone on long enough. <laughs> Fuck Spider-Gwen. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get one more in there. <laughs> okay. All right. Your word is Twitter. Okay. Go. Oh, man, I love Twitter, man. I've been so great at that ever since I started. I didn't think I was actually going to know what the hell to do. But, you know, my Twitter was broken for a while, and I sent Twitter a message. Hey, I'm not able to tweet. What the fuck is going on here, man? Come on, help me out here. Jesus. So I tweeted, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing. And you're like, it still works. No, it doesn't. Mine isn't working right now. You're like, you got a piece of shit iPhone. No, I don't. So now, wait, wait, no, let me try this. And I click the thing. Oh, shit, I can tweet now. Damn, what the hell, dumbass? So I tweet. But I tweet for the show. I don't tweet for my own personal reasons. I tweet for us. Everything I tweet about is comical podcast. Comical podcast is Lord Minion, Lord Horsticles, all his minions, his minions love minion for beyond the dawn lightning radio wiki radio nerd bong hncc 
Five by five podcast one, you know, and smartcast trying to get them to love on us. Mike Zap, Ming Ching, I, I tweet all these people. Ming yes, Ching. Ming Chen. Notice that I did tweet over ten thousand tweets when we were sitting at Comic Palooza, but that was because I knew at Comic Palooza that if I got a name out there even more, more people would listen to us and we get more downloads and we get more popular and we get bigger and we can have a horse of shit in the parade as we go. But it's not happening yet. I don't understand. And why do I get over 5,000 followers and then bam, I'm back down to 4,998. What the hell is going on, Twitter? Twitter is screwing me over in the ass. So then now I'm at 5,389 followers. Yes, score. Now I'm at 5,312. What is happening here? Twitter people, you starting to piss me off. If you don't like what I say, don't follow me. If you like me, keep following me. But tweet with me. Tweet with me. Love me. I got big names following me, man. Michael Chiklis loves me, man. He follows me on Twitter. Hell yeah. I got some big people that I don't even know who they are following me. But you know what? I'm just saying that I'm a good Twitter guy. If you want to tweet, I can send it out. You want to hear about it? I got it. Listen to me. I got pictures. I got everything. Twitter was made for men like me. Twitter love. I'm going to change my name to do Twitter. How about that? Do you think that'd be pretty cool? <laughs> Merman at Twitter, please. <laughs> was that a minute? No? I thought it was a minute. I felt like I was talking for like over a minute and a half. You let me go, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I hate you. You've been talking for like three and a half minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, it was only like a minute and 45. But... Oh, and you would just let me go. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it was a little too long. <laughs> I was waiting to see when you're going to be like, wait a minute. <laughs> and you know what? I still had more to go, but I decided to stop because I, I looked at you like, that can't be right because <laughs> my throat was getting, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Your word is <laughs> fun, fair, positive podcasting. Go. I don't think that Funfair Positive Podcasting is really a thing that exists. I mean, Funfair Positive Soccer is something that definitely exists that we hate, that we think is a giant jackass waste of time that corrupts America's youth and makes them not know about competitiveness and not know about that competitive spirit. And in podcasting, you know, that, that doesn't really compare. You can't really say that Funfair Positive Podcasting exists because we're not trying to establish a thing where everybody just gets along and it's all free free and, and frilly and, and happy-go-lucky and whatnot. I mean... Definitely, there's a little bit of competition in podcasts, but in general, people try to support each other. You know, we have a lot of podcasts in the area that we become friends with and a lot of other comic book related podcasts that we do do try to help each other and do try to elevate each other's game and, and bring each other up. But at the same time, we're also competing against the big guys and we're trying to find a way to get more listeners and steal listeners from the bigger guys and get more people interested in the show. And, you know, in Funfair Soccer, you know, you don't really have that. You have a bunch of kids that are just running around a field kicking each other in the shins while the parents look at them and say, oh, these guys are doing a good job. But they're not actually doing a good job. Nobody's nobody's getting any points. Nobody's accomplishing anything. It's a giant fucking waste of time. And the parents are sitting out there keeping score. Nobody nobody really doesn't keep score. You know, the kids know what the score is, and they know who a winner is, and they know who a loser is. And the kids are treated like losers if they're a loser. And the parents are treated like losers if the kid's a loser. And the kids are treated like winners if they're actually winners. And the teams are treated like winners if they're actually winners. But for some reason, there's this giant fucking facade that everybody puts on and pretends like it doesn't matter. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was a better random positive fun for a positive soccer than I could ever do. I had to let you go, man. That was amazing. That's right. It's ruining the world, but we're tied. Yeah. So we'll just we'll call it an even. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. We're going to de final death, whatever, overtime. I got one for I you. I think we're both too good at this. I think we need to have a third person who's not very good at this so we can trip up. <laughs> <laughs> so that we can call them a loser. No, we're going to go on your... F I got one for you. You ready? No, no, we're not going to like that. <laughs> no, I was going to... If you have a plan for, for how to settle this in a different way, you can do that. But. Uh, rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just call it even for this time. I was going to give you Steve Orlando as a as a word, <laughs> but I figured you would have come up with some good stuff. So I was trying to think of of a guy who really <laughs> really grades on you would have been really hard. I was like, damn, who who really gets on him? I was going to say the guy, the looker in the bathroom. That's your word. 
<laughs> oh, you don't think I could go on a minute? Oh, rant I know you could. The real looker. <laughs> low two. <laughs> go on about low oh, twos. I could go on a rant about low twos. <laughs> I, I thought of a couple other ones we could do. I mean, we could definitely do something like, uh, you know, one of our, our fellow podcasts. Yeah, I thought about that too. I was going to tell you, nth cast, go for it. <laughs> I can do, do a minute on them, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Their beards are just totally sexy. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you would go with? <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Real men have sexy beards. No. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's what, uh, uh, oh my God. <laughs> See, why can you trip up like this while we were doing that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, not I'm a Rosasaurus, but uh, her partner. Oh my gosh. Cheryl? Dude. Yeah. Cheryl clearly texted me that one time, tweeted me with a picture saying, real men have sexy beards or sexy men wear beards or whatever the hell it was. Like, hmm, okay. <laughs> she knows what's up. Nice. <laughs> See, I trip up here, but I can't trip up in that. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right, well, that was fun. It was fun trying to put ourselves on the spot and think that quickly and talk that quickly. I mean, we did ramble a little bit. And- hey, we're trying to be the micro-machine man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'll, be, it'll be fun to do that again. Hopefully next time we'll have a guest in the room that we can put them on the spot. And, uh, uh, that's pulling Harris on the yeah. <laughs> Talk to me about point shaving. <laughs> but, uh, man sculpting. Damn it, that's what I should have used. This is man manscaping. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> next time. Like, I made it look like a little teepee. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is what I call the snappy. <laughs> what? Can't use my name. <laughs> That's not my name. Oh yes, it is. I'm Lord Freaking Horsecles, and you're also Merman, and you're also some guy named Snappy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the the man with many personalities. You've always been that. I've never recalled Snappy ever being in my repertoire. Well, it's it's already happened like 15 times today, so it's canon. <laughs> it's canon. <laughs> the only good thing is that Mr. Ryder has not been back yet, so he hasn't used any of this stuff against me, so I'm, I'm good. Well, I have some news regarding that, but uh, oh. we're going to hold it for episode 100. Good news or bad news? Good news. Okay. All good right. news. Uh, speaking of episode 100, uh-huh. uh, it's coming up. Yes, I know. You know. This is our 98th episode. We've got two more to go. I got to figure out how to break my leg before then. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put me down. We have a lot of cool stuff planned. I mean, uh, next next week we have James Lenares on. He was supposed to be on this week, but couldn't make it. So for the 100th episode, though, we're doing a lot of, a lot of little game stuff I'm trying to come up with. Uh, we're going to do some trivia about Comical Podcast. We're going to do tattoos. Mm-hmm. We're going to go and get that done probably the Saturday before and then record that Sunday. Is that that week that we're also going to do our first porn? I wasn't planning on that. <laughs> when Snappy goes to Walmart? No. <laughs> right here on the belt, baby. Right here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, there's a few other things I got in reserve, but I think that's going to be a fun, fun episode. I don't like not knowing. I know you don't, but that's the point. <laughs> You're a shitty co-host. <laughs> it's got to be authentic. You know, I got to have real reactions from you. Do you really want real reactions? You know what happens when you get real reactions from me. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you to leave your kids on the curb. <laughs> I tell you to get a new one. <laughs> People laugh. That's the point. People laugh. We're going to be investigated, man. So uh, don't forget to send us any comments you may want us to read on the 100th episode or any questions because we are going to do a Q&A. We've already gotten, I think, five or six from people. Really? Uh, so anybody else that wants to write us and ask us anything or tell us how much you enjoy the show, we really appreciate it. We'll talk about those on the show on our 100th episode. So, Yes, minions, y'all need to write in. Damn it, we need some, we need some stuff. I guess it's going to be a very long episode, huh? It should be a longer than usual episode. Yeah, probably about two hours. I'm guessing. Nice. So, so we need content. So we need people to write in. Yes. yes. If you're new listeners, I mean, new guys that follow me on Twitter, 
I mean, please, by all means, send him the questions or request them to me, and I'll forward to him. It doesn't matter. Comicalpodcast at gmail.com. Or comicalpodcast2 at gmail.com. I'll forward it to him. But, yeah, get in, man. We want, we'll want. we definitely read in. He'll, will you eventually say who's sending the request after I answer whatever the hell it is or whatever I do? Oh, yeah. This is not uh, Ask Lord Hurtscles. This is just a Q&A. So I'll tell you who's asking the question. Okay, so I can call him out. and So have your chance to be ridiculed by me <laughs> once I find out it's your sorry ass giving me this question. For Ask Lord Hurtscles, I try to keep him anonymous because uh-huh. people are asking personal things, and you don't really want everybody's business out there you know that's a whole different thing but the q a you know this is just them asking us things about ourselves all right so. DNA, yeah all right, <laughs> all right snappy hey <laughs> damn it let it go so let's move on to this week's comics movie and tv news what do you want to talk we're about still not shilling when are we gonna shill at the end of this oh okay all right i want some money <laughs> give me some comics man Comics. Okay, so there's only a couple things in comics this week. Okay. Uh, ben Temple Smith, who I know you're a big fan of, oh, of course I has am. announced his new project. Uh, it's going to be a web comic called Black Holers about a group of space pirates. Uh, it's going to come out every Monday and Thursday on his website, <laughs> which is blackholers.com. <laughs> no, which is. I'm <laughs> sorry. You called it. I'm sorry. You said Black Holers, and then you said. Space pirates, but for some reason I heard you going black holers, butt pirates. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. <laughs> it's actually the blackholers.com. So that is just not even better. <laughs> That's interesting. But I know you're a big fan, and it's free Ben Temple Smith work you can go and check out. So nice. do it. Oh, hell yeah. That's one guy I love to have on this show. Yeah, I would too. We'll have to make that happen at some point. I mean, he's just freaking awesome. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm a huge fan. Cool. Me too. Me too. Exciting. So uh, also, Colin Bunn. Uh, who's been on the show before? Yes, has apparently stepped down as the writer of Aquaman. I read that. That's bullshit. Uh, apparently, there's a lot of backlash. A lot of people saying that they didn't like his writing style. They didn't like that he was changing the character too much and trying to take things in a new direction. Look at you, bunch of fish pansies! <laughs> he finally made him t- look halfway decent. All right, I hate that piece of shit. And yet, Colin Bunn was the man. Okay, I, Clarify, no, you don't hate Colin Bunn. You hate Aquaman. I hate Aquaman. Yes, <laughs> Colin Bunn rocks. Aquaman sucks. Anyway. What the hell is wrong with people? I don't know, man. Colin Bunn's a fantastic writer. Everything he does, I, I pretty much really enjoy. Uh, I haven't read anything of his that I, I flat outright hated. You heard me on the show. I couldn't even talk to the man. I was so nervous. I haven't even been reading Aquaman uh, because I'm not a big fan of the character like you. But I can only imagine that he's breathing new life into it because he's done that with so many other properties. He's taken them and taken them in a unique direction that they haven't been explored yet. So I think it would be really cool to see what he does with Aquaman. Maybe he would actually become a readable character under Colin Bunn's guidance, but uh, now I guess we'll never know because there's too many people out there that are like, we want to see the same old bullshit Aquaman we've been seeing for years. And You guy's a tool. I'm sorry. So he left on his own after he all the people were complaining he decided to just up and go? He's, he had enough, he's well, getting hate mail or something? Or? When, he, when he was announced as the writer, apparently a lot of people wrote in and said they didn't want him and they attacked him on Twitter and you know they were very opposed to him being the Aquaman writer from the beginning. And he said, I don't even want to write the book. You know, Just take me off of it. But DC had already kind of said... Well, you got to write at least a few issues. So he was like, okay, I'll go ahead and sign on for five. I'll do one arc. So he did the arc, and the whole time, people were just mean to him about it. Like, nobody had anything positive to say at all. And, uh, it, like, people attacked him, too, for not going on Twitter and, and commenting about it or trying to discuss it with people at uh, conventions and stuff. And really, I can't blame him for not wanting to bring it up if everybody's so hostile about it. And I can't blame him for walking away from it, either. But I, I haven't read it, like I said. I'll, maybe I will go out and read his arc just because I want to see what all the fuss is about. But still, I can't imagine that it's bad. Colin Bunn's a great writer. There's no way in hell he would have made that worse. Never. It would've, he would have made that thing phenomenal. I would have been me, a, mer, a Aquaman hater, merman lover. I probably would have loved that book. And, of course, you know, I didn't even know. 
I didn't know. I didn't pick it up. That's my fault because you know, it was hard to pick up Aquaman. Uh, <laughs> just not saying. even Colin Bunkins. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I, I uh, well, no, I was, you know, financially we couldn't do everything at the yeah, time. Yeah. But uh, that's the only reason why we didn't get it. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Now I get some money in my pockets. I'm gonna go pick it up. Uh, I'll just pick up the trade. You know. Yeah. Uh, that's bullshit. But you know what? If I was Colin Bun, I'm like, okay. All right, you motherfuckers! I got something for you. Aquaman would have had fins coming out of his ass. I'd have had him shoot poop through his butt and whatever. I'd have made Aquaman the most craziest thing you've ever seen in the whole world. It would have been a whole new story. You can't really do that though because the DC editors have have, have control over that kind of stuff. Like, I'd have put endos in there everywhere. <laughs> so it would, have, it would have been homages to everything else, to yeah, I, Harold I, County, to uh, you name it. Anything I would have, I would have had some kind of homage or something in there. Bun doesn't really strike me as that kind of vindictive. No, he person. no, he's not. He is a good person, total gentleman, one hundred percent badass dude yeah. he's he's a man of honor character yeah you know i'm sorry you know I'll, i'm apologize for people right now i'm sorry colin they did that to you you're one hell of a person we love having you on here i'm a huge fan of yours obviously i was extremely nervous the first time we had you on this show i'm hoping you'll come back on uh we enjoy your works and help those people they don't know what the hell they're missing they screwed up and they don't even know exactly so we look forward to whatever else you plan on doing and to hell with those aquaman lovers because those guys are losers anyway they probably stay at home with their moms in the dungeons Probably so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for comics. Sorry, I got a little spanky there. Are you happy now? <laughs> Snappy? Oh. <laughs> no, I was spanking there. Would you rather be spanky? No, I was spanking there. <laughs> snappy or spanky? <laughs> well, I was being a little snappy, but I was spanking too. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so what do you want to move on to next? Uh, movies or TV? Give me some TV, man. TV. So The Walking Dead has been renewed for its seventh season. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. That's going to be your topic next time. <laughs> Talk to me about... Oh, you, you, don't think I, you don't think I can do a minute? <laughs> yeah, you could. Oh, I can do But that. I want to hear your tirade. I'd love to hear that. <laughs> I can do an hour-long rant about The Walking Dead. I freaking I like The Walking Dead. Did you see Rick, what he did this past week? Rick was the only good thing about that episode. What? You don't like the, the insignificant character taking down Glenn? <laughs> I didn't think that the stuff with Glenn was believable, that he would have even followed that guy to that back alley. Yeah. That he would have let himself get trapped like that. That's not in Glenn's character. Glenn's always the seeker. He's always the guy that goes and finds ways to get out of situations. There's yeah, no is. way he's going to be like, oh, I'm just going to follow this idiot who's never done anything to make me think he's responsible. And let me spoil it for you. Glenn's not dead, people. He's not dead. He's probably not dead because the producers... Because there's enough things that point to the fact that Glenn's not dead. The guy fell on top of him. But even so, if Glenn's not dead, it's the biggest fucking cop-out I've ever seen in my entire life. Because there's a giant horde of zombies and literally nowhere for him to go. The blood... Yeah, I mean, probably what's going to happen is so much blood and, and grossness is going to get on him that they're going to think he's a zombie, and they're going to walk away and leave him alone. Yes. That's probably what's going to happen, but that's uh-huh. a fucking cop-out. You know it. Oh, he's going to get into the dumpster and push it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm saying there's no way that anybody who's in that situation so, should survive. Dude, he needs to come back so he can get his brain racked. Well, I agree. Glenn's death should mean something, and if, if that's... I'm mad on two different fronts. I'm, I'm, I, that was the worst episode of The Walking Dead I've seen. Like, ever. <laughs> Aside from Rick running and just, like, killing zombies left and right as he's running and then killing those guys on the, the bus, that episode flat out sucked. I hated every moment of that episode. Uh, you know, like the fact where Rick got his hand cut on the blade that was sticking in the zombie's neck? I just said everything with Rick was fine. I know that, but... Everything you know. else, I, I don't have to reference it because it doesn't fucking matter. They already <laughs> said that they're not going to take his arm away because it's too expensive for CGI. So Rick's gonna just going gonna to have a cut. And they're going to have to like go find some antibiotics in some random fucking town, and then it's going to be fine. Nice. Like, that's what's going to happen with Rick's cut. It's not a, it's not a red herring. It's not like throwing you know secrets out there that you know maybe he'll lose his arm. No, they're not doing that. They already flat out said they weren't doing that. Like it was just a complete waste of time. The episode sucked. He just, <laughs> Rick was running. He was running. Run, Rick, run. 
<laughs> I hate I hate this fucking TV show. <laughs> Everywhere I was going, he was running. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I I loved Fear the Walking Dead. A lot of people didn't. They thought it was too slow. I've read the comics for The Walking Dead. The comics are great. They really are. And I wish the TV series had stuck closer to the comics because all the changes they've made have been for the worst. Uh, this is something I tell people all the time. You know, you look at something like Harry Potter where the movies are about 80% as good as the books. That's pretty much standard. You know, actually, that's pretty good. Most things that are, are based on a book, you watch the property, or you watch the movie or TV series, it's about 70 to 80% as good as the series, right? The Walking Dead is about 15% as good as the comics. That is that is an abomination. All these people that are like, oh my god, I love The Walking Dead. I'm still ranting. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, man, it's already over, dude. Let it go. Shit. <laughs> All these people that only watch the TV series and are like, I love Daryl. I love The Walking Dead. Like, they just don't even understand how much better it could be. Oh, yeah, I know it could be better. Hell, I read the books with you. Okay, let me rant a little bit. <laughs> Shit. Give me the microphone time, damn it. My minute. <laughs> Ding. Uh, <laughs> no, I get you. It's just really frustrating. I understand. You hate Daryl. You hate the fact that Carol's there, not Andrea. You hate the fact that... I, I can forgive I can forgive Carol being there instead of Andrea a little bit because the girl they chose for Andrea was not a perfect choice for her character. She didn't really fit the role. I don't like the way they killed her. I don't like the way any of that unfolded. But having Carol as a perfect sub-in for Andrea, I'm okay with. I know. I know what you're really pissed. You're pissed off they killed T-Dog in such a shitty way oh, he's man. not bad. T-Dog, bro. I love T-Dog. <laughs> no, but... But Daryl specifically, I do absolutely hate because not Norman Reedus. I think Norman Reedus is a fantastic actor. I love all those movies I've seen him in. I don't like the character of Daryl, though, because he takes away from Rick. All the things that make Rick who Rick is in the comics were were stripped from him for the first five seasons. He went five seasons of being a wuss and Daryl doing all the manly stuff and stepping up and taking care of shit. So by this point, if you go up and you talk to somebody who watches the show only and they don't read the comics and you're like, who's your favorite character? unbelievably every single person is like, I love Daryl. Everybody loves this guy. <laughs> and you're like, how do you feel about Rick? And they're like, Oh, I don't even care about Rick. I hope he dies. That's the, that's the approach that so many people who only watch the show take. Do you know how fucking frustrating that is? <laughs> Rick is amazing. Rick is like the biggest badass in comics history. Yes. Like he is an unstoppable force in this shitty world where, where everybody sucks and they turned him into, what he was for the first five seasons of The Walking Dead. Only recently have we started to see the real Rick emerge. Yeah, like Michonne said, Rick said what he had to say. <laughs> and it's too little too late. I still feel like it's too little too late. Now, whether you know that continues when Negan shows up and, and maybe Daryl does die, they probably won't kill Daryl just because they're afraid of losing their ratings. But if Daryl died, I'd be really happy. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, Tell us what you really, anyway, what was the news about The Walking Dead? Seven seasons? It's been renewed for another season. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Shit. Hey, where's that clock? I think it was four minutes. <laughs> you win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on, uh, there's some more casting news. From you Gotham. sure? Can you move on? <laughs> I, can, I can move on. I can move on. So for Gotham, there was some more casting news. Uh, we got Victor Freeze. Mr. Yes. Freeze, as a, as a young man, is going to be Nathan Darrow, okay. who you may know from House of Cards. Mm -hmm. uh, he was one of the uh, Secret Service guys who watched Kevin Spacey's character, uh, the, the the one that he had the intimate night with or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> we also cast his wife, Nora Freeze, and that's going to be Kristen Hager. Uh, she's most known for the TV show Being Human. I'm not familiar with her. I don't know about either. Um, and then lastly, we got Hugo Strange, which is kind of cool. And B.D. Wong was cast as him. Uh, B.D. Wong's been in 
a lot of stuff like Law and Order. Dun dun. Most recently, Jurassic World. He was the the scientist who engineered the Pepsi Saurus or whatever. Uh, what? <laughs> Indominus he, Rex. Yeah, he the was Pepsi Saurus. <laughs> he's out there throwing cans at you. <laughs> he's also, you know, the the White Rose guy and uh, Mr. Robot. Oh yeah, uh, dude, just, that's probably his freakiest character. <laughs> He's a, good, he's a really good actor. I'm kind of happy he's joined the cast of God. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. I mean, Law and Order, like you said, but also Law and Order is for you. Uh, he's been on a few other things. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, looking forward to that. Good choice. Uh, Flash. Did you watch Flash this week? Yes. So you saw the big character? Yes. And Oh, hell yes. Uh, I was so excited. I was kind of pissed. Why? I wanted more screen time. Well, they came out and made a statement about that. They said that that was just kind of a nod to fans. Uh-huh. Uh, they would love to do a full episode with him, but they can't afford it. Oh. He's way too expensive to make, so they okay. can only put him in those those few seconds. Um, if you don't know who we're talking about, you may not even know the character. <laughs> he's kind of a, how do you not know the character? He's kind of obscure, unless you were reading Suicide Squad, uh, not all new Suicide Squad, but the one before. Uh, you probably aren't even that familiar with him, but we love him. Like he's another aquatic character. Yes, he is. Uh, one of our favorite DC like B listers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they put him in the Flash for just a couple seconds, and it was so cool. <laughs> he just grabbed the Flash by his neck. <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't watched the episode yet, but oh, I loved it, dude! I really loved it. I was so excited when I saw him show up, and I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I do think it's too bad we're not going to see a full episode with him, but you know, who knows? Maybe season three, if their budget gets higher. It could happen. I, I think Flash has gotten way better. Like I think we've had this conversation in the office. I think Arrow's kind of dropped off a little bit, and I think Flash has picked up. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Because yeah, yeah. I've been more into Flash now, and that's saying something. Because usually I, I never missed Arrow. Arrow was like first to watch on my list. I think the reason for that is because Arrow, every single person they encounter is a projectile weapons user. It's like <laughs> I'd throw sperm at you. <laughs> is that what the kind of projectiles you're talking about? All right, Spanky. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking about the fact that everybody that's a good guy uses a bow and arrow and just wears like a different colored outfit. Or, you know, in Diggle's case, he uses a gun. Uh, everybody on the other side is like an arrow user who just wears black or something or, you know, boomerang or fucking the guy that peels tattoos off of his arm and throws playing cards like Gambit. Like, it just seems like Cupid... Every single person they come across is another projectile weapon user. And it's just not that interesting because they're all very much the same. What about Damien Dark? Damien Dark's the only one who's a little bit different, but basically all he does is stop their projectile weapons from coming <laughs> and throw them back. And throw them back at them. I mean, you know, it's, it's cool to see it in action, but it's not really that unique. Flash, though, it's like, I fight a giant guy. I fight a gorilla. I fight a guy who can turn into sand. I fight a guy that can turn into mist. I fight a guy that, like, everybody's a different power. Metahumans. And they're all metahumans, and it's all visually stunning, and you don't really have that with Arrow. Like, they're only barely kind of touching on the metahuman thing, and you don't really get that much diversity in who they're fighting against, so. I got a feeling that, that whatchamacall is coming back on Arrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Dude, but you know who's coming on next week? On Arrow? Yeah, with Constantine. Oh, hell yes. Yeah, I'm, everybody's pretty excited. Oh, I'm doing I'm so stoked. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, maybe Constantine will be the episode where we finally see some like darker things happen on Arrow. Uh, but who knows? We'll I'm so still wait. pissed that they canceled Constantine. It can still come back at some point. You know, Hulu's still an option. So Yeah, I hope Const- I hope the episode of him on the show like revives it, dude. I'm just so stoked. You have no idea. It would be, it would be nice. And, and speaking of that, the script for the last episode of Constantine that was never aired... Uh, actually got released. It's leaked out, leaked online. So if you go out there and you find the uh, script for episode 14, you can read what the last episode was supposed to be. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's kind of cool. Uh, back to casting. Supergirl has cast another person. Again? Jesus. Oh, at least it's finally out. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Gzarni has been cast as Toy Man. Uh, if you don't know him, he's most well-known for Mission Impossible. 
Um, speaking of Supergirl, she crushed the ratings, man. Did she? Yeah, she was the the number one new show to debut this fall with 12.9 million watchers. I told you we should have done comical Supergirl. Oh, we still could. We Supergirl could, podcast. We could still do a Supergirl podcast. Like, oh, we both we called it. We saw it early. We both said it was going to be freaking awesome. I yeah. told you I love the actor. She's so quirky. She's she's perfect. Yeah, she's not bad. I like the supporting cast. I like Olsen, too. Still a possibility. We'll have to talk about it and see if we have time. I don't know if we do or not. Yes, yeah, with football and all this other crap going on, it'd be kind of hard. But yeah, it's, but could you imagine people listening to our super? We'd have to be like, Mr. She was so nice. She flew so beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> we'd have to be a, a very... Because people actually listen to us. So we'd have to be a little bit more... No, I don't think so. Fun, fair, positive to, podcasting. I think we have to just be ourselves and... Really? Yeah. I'd like to take you down, Supergirl. <laughs> I didn't say all that. <laughs> well, you're, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, you said we got to be ourselves. All right, Snappy. Hey. <laughs> no, I'd be Spanky there. We'll call, it the, we'll call it the Snappy Girl Podcast. <laughs> I'd like to meet her, actually. I think I'd like to meet her and talk to her and... If we ever get lucky enough to, you know, go to big con, you, you should have tried before Supergirl started, then you might have actually made it happen. But I think she's too big now. Hey, man, get her come down to Comic Comic Palooza. We'll be all good. <laughs> it's not impossible, but it's not likely either. Well, we got to get big, and I don't mean not on the waist. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for for TV. So let's move on to movies. Yeah, give me some good movie news. Pretty much everything movie related is related to Guardians of the Galaxy too. I thought you were gonna tell me Star Wars. No. Okay. Uh, so if you don't know, McConaughey, who we've talked about many times on the show, was offered a role in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Greatest actor known to man. As pff, as one of the villains. <laughs> what? <laughs> no way is McConaughey the greatest actor known to man. Okay, you're right. James Franco. But anyway. Oh, my God. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Anyways, uh, he passed on the role. Like He doesn't want to do any superhero movies. He flat oh. out said, no, thanks. I don't want to do it. Well, he's got to do those Cadillac commercials. He's got to talk to that cow. In the bull. He's, he's too busy talking to cows on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for your Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I'm too busy p- picking my booger and squirting <laughs> around we and talking to this cow. Come on. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Take it easy, folks. <laughs> I told you, man, he could have done his best Matt Damon impersonation. You know. <laughs> no. No. <sighs> so moving on, uh, there was one casting announcement for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, Palm Clementoff has been cast as a mystery role, uh, but people are talking. The, mis- the mystery is who the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> I, she's a she's a dancer, I think. She's a, you know, she's a pretty attractive little Asian girl. I don't really know what she's from, if she's been in any other movies or anything. So you're small, and you're attractive, and you're a dancer, and you're Asian, you get a part? Well, she fit what they were looking for for whatever the role is going to be. <laughs> a small dancing Asian? <laughs> what the hell kind of part is that? Actually, that's that's the description of what they were looking for they put out. <laughs> so, I don't have a fat, good-looking character Mexican. I've, uh, they don't have one of those in space? Uh, wait for Fox to do the Gold Balls movie. The Gold Balls? <laughs> I'm not auditioning for Gold Balls. Gold Balls! <laughs> You'd be a perfect Gold Balls. Dude, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I heard you and Michael Martin talking about Gold Balls! <laughs> so anyways, uh, she's up for consideration for a mystery role, but everybody's talking, and the three characters she fits most likely are either Mantis, Quasar, or Moondragon. And I can see either one of those fitting into the Guardians movie. I don't know how I feel about that. About what? Her being any one of those three. Why? I'm not very super familiar with them, so that's why. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Start calling me out of my crap. At least you're being honest. (laughs) (laughs) I see her more as an iron fist. Uh, I think she'd make a pretty good mantis. Uh, I could see her being a good moon dragon. Quasar is kind of weird. I mean, What about a white tiger? White tiger has nothing to do with guardians. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't hate me. (laughs) Isn't white tiger Asian? Yes. I think the current iteration of her is. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) 
I know my Asians. Okay. Okay, very, very good. <laughs> Who's the racist bastard now? <laughs> Anyhow, uh, that's it for news. I just want to remind everybody that if you enjoy the show and there, you want to help support us, there are a couple ways you can do that. Shilling. Number one, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash comical podcast. Uh, initially, when I set this up, I had it set up for a per episode donation, which I think might have deterred some, some people from participating. Uh, I've since changed that to, to per month. Uh, really, we need to make about $30 a month to cover the cost of hosting and, and putting the show on SoundCloud and things like that. So if you can support us and you can afford to spend a dollar a month or $2 a month to uh, keep listening to the show, we'd really appreciate it. Just go to patreon.com slash comical podcast. Give what you can. If you can get $40 a month, hey, you can come on and be a guest. I mean, that's the big prize. <laughs> I don't know if anybody wants to be on the show with us or me. They might wait till I'm out. So you're out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flooded again or some shit. Yeah. Hey, merman's not there. Let's go. That crazy son of a gun. Another day without a merman. Hey, if they're here in town, do they got to come to the office here? And, and like, uh, yeah, sure. They can come to the house. Oh, that'd be course. crazy. Let me ask you a question. This Patreon thing. You said you had to set up for episodes. Are you really trying to stick it to them now? <laughs> well, I just, I, I checked the wrong box, but I went back and fixed it. So. <laughs> you, you checked the wrong box. <laughs> I did. I did. Sounds like a, uh-huh. It <laughs> sounds like some shit I would do. Mm. <laughs> Hopefully they don't read the fine print. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure you could have set it up. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so moving on from Patreon. Uh, also, we have a lot of Comical Podcast merchandise out there on our Cafe Press site. You can go to cafepress.com slash comicalpodcast. we got t-shirts, mouse pads, keychains, even dog shirts, as Miguel is so fond no, of no, talking no. about. You haven't told everybody. We've had two sales of the Aldo. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's bought an Aldo yet. We don't have those up there. But I thought you bought two. No. Oh. No. <laughs> Although now I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. No, I don't want an Aldo. <laughs> That's what you were going to get. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, go to cafepress.com slash comical podcast, buy some merchandise. That's another way to support the show. And uh, that's pretty much it, guys. So don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you listen to one of those platforms, please leave us a five-star review. You can also find us on SoundCloud uh, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash comical podcast. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, I'm at comical podcast. I'm at comical podcast, too. And it's the same names on Instagram if you want to follow us there. And that's pretty much it, guys. So uh, you want to close this out, Miguel? Yeah. Keep on laughing, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.